great example that I can think of and like something that's like set off like a real like neurosis for me that's related to a war movie is the fucking Final Destination movies. Oh my god, the trucks. Like, yeah, like the logging truck. Like <laughs> I, I see a logging truck and I'm oh yeah i'm nervous about it i'm terrified i'm gonna get crushed yes and like i'm (laughs) i still like get paranoid because of those movies about just like dying in like some sort of like freak accident in everyday life i'm Paige, and i'm megan and this is spooky science sisters you're listening to Spooky Science Sisters, a podcast where we present to you a science-based and probably very giggly discussion on all things strange and unusual. Today, we are going to discuss the science of scary movies. Yay! Uh, but before we get to our discussion, let's do something spooky. So Paige, did anything spooky happen to you in the last week? Of course not. But... <laughs> We have, well, you wrote it down in the notes. I was just prepared to talk about how excited I was that today, uh, you guys will be listening to this like much later in the year, but we are recording it on Halloween. Halloween! (laughs) Yeah, it's April 30th, and that means we are halfway to Halloween from the previous Halloween. So six months until Halloween. And by the time this comes out it'll be like pretty dang close to spooky season again because i think it'll be like late july or early august when this comes out yeah that's crazy so yeah so So what are you you guys will be so close (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing to celebrate me yeah oh yeah to actually celebrate halfween yeah well i wore one of my hocus pocus t-shirts today So that was very exciting. I guess I shouldn't say one of. I only own one Hocus Pocus t-shirt. I just own several Halloween t-shirts and sweaters. (laughs) (laughs) But I wore that. And then I will... I'm planning to watch either Hocus Pocus or some other Halloween movie, depending on if Steven hangs out with me or if he's doing something else. Then I I have... It it depends. What are you going to do? Uh, well, I also have a Halloween shirt on. Um, I'm wearing one of my Beetlejuice Halloween shirts. And yes, I do have more than one uh, Beetlejuice shirt. Uh, um. <laughs> and then I think that I am probably going to watch, I think I'm going to watch Practical Magic. I think that's what I've decided on. Um, but I'm also definitely considering going to purchase like bags of candy oh i bought bags of candy but it had nothing to do with (laughs) yes so so did we Uh, um, we have like little movie sized like you know like the little movie sized Uh treats that you can get um we have like four or five boxes of candy because we were gonna do like a movie night sometime this weekend that's really but i don't feel like i should eat that candy for this so i think i'm gonna get another (laughs) another collection of candy like the little fun size candies yeah yeah yeah. pretend like it's actually halloween right okay fair enough <laughs> it's a very exciting time. <laughs> Maybe I'll just like walk around and knock on people's doors and say like trick or treat. Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh nice to think about Halloween now because it feels like this coming Halloween will be a lot more normal. No, well, we might actually, actually happen. <laughs> yes. I, we honestly had a pretty we honestly had a pretty good Halloween last year. It ended up being super fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it'll be a little bit more traditional and we'll be able to like dress Alice up and take her out. So yeah. Yeah. And so I don't um, know about practical magic. That is a good choice. That's always like one of, if not the first fall movie that I watch every year. Yeah. So you only introduced me to that movie like a couple of years ago. I know. And been missing out. I know. And <laughs> since then, I think I've watched it at least twice every year. 
usually <laughs> once around this time and then once like right before right before I like really start getting into like like you said, it's like the first one when when the leaves start changing. Yeah. I watch it right around the same time that I start my Gilmore Girls rewatch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now I just really want it to be fall. Wow. People listening to this, you are so lucky. <laughs> uh, more importantly, I mean, yeah, Halloween's going to be great this year. I mean, I will be like wedding hopping on Halloween, so I won't be able to do really much for Halloween this year. But um, we will – well, the chance of us actually making it to Salem this year, it's looking a little better. It's not yeah. quite so grim. <laughs> we yeah, might actually looking, be able to go to Salem. Yes, it's looking really good. I think since both Paige and I are fully vaccinated and and yeah, like restrictions and stuff for fully vaccinated people are lifting. Like if we wear masks in the plane and stuff, it's it's definitely feeling like it's going to be okay to travel and and go on this trip. So yay. yay. <laughs> We're finally doing it. We finally get to go. Uh, okay. Well, that's enough about wishing that it was Halloween <laughs> when it's April. Um. <laughs> the sun is only just now coming out. We're already wishing it away. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, yeah. And I, I'm, I talk a big game, but I am super excited that it's warming up outside and i'm really excited for summer so yeah. yeah uh okay but so we're gonna jump into scary movie science and the first thing that i wanted to do so it's gonna be more anecdote time sorry is talk <laughs> about what the scariest movie is that we've ever seen so this is just pure opinion so page what would you say is the scariest movie that you've you've ever seen? Okay, so when I saw your answer, I then had to change mine a little bit because Great. <laughs> uh, you gave like a couple different answers, and I do think that kid page and adult page would have different answers. So um, I'm actually going to start with kid page, and I've talked about my experience with this movie already on the podcast, but um, I think kid page would say that Exorcism of Emily Rose was probably the scariest movie that i had seen mm -hmm. um and like Which i have still never seen and also i didn't realize that it was deb from dexter oh really yeah i, I had mean, no I idea didn't really watch dexter so i don't know that i would have known that anyway well, you do that's right okay yeah well, never mind uh, <laughs> but that's exciting i guess <laughs> um and then i don't have you ever seen the movie identity oh it's that's like that at a John Cusack in it? Yes. Maybe? Yeah, I Are think they, you're like, right. at a hotel? Yeah, they're at, like, a motel, and, like, okay. one by I one think... they start dying off, and then there's – it's, like, a twisty movie. It's got, it's got some twisties yeah, in there. Yeah, I think Steven really liked that movie, and then after we moved in together, he made me watch it, and I was – not impressed. <laughs> so here's what I'll say. I have not watched either of these movies as an adult. So yeah. they both could be terrible. But I had like, I remember vividly, first of all, obviously the story I told before about exorcism of Emily Rose, like and me waking up in the night is creepy. But I remember waking up several times after watching the movie, movie Identity. And there was like one scene in particular that like, for some reason just freaked me out and it would wake me up several like i said several times um yeah. so i don't know why that movie scared me so much i mm -hmm. don't even remember it being all that good but like i'm i mean i remember liking it as a kid um mm -hmm. so that would be but that would be my answer for kid page like i said i've okay. not really seen either of those as an adult adult yeah. page so it's a tough one i would say that like so the three that have scared me the most, and I can't—I have a hard time picking which one mm -hmm. was the scariest, was Paranormal Activity, um, mm -hmm. Strangers, and then Creep. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> uh, all of them just left me with like – they're all like psychological thrillers. So I left all of them just feeling like very creeped out for – a pretty yeah. long Yeah. Who is that paranormal activity is a psychological thriller? I mean, that's like demons. That's pretty... That's paranormal. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. But, like... Yeah. It's yeah. different, though, because, like, yeah, you don't really s ever see the, the monster in that movie. So it does, right. like, a lot more just sort of... Yeah. 
getting right. freaked out. Okay. So that's my answer. What about yours? Okay. So I have three answers because, again, <laughs> and as we'll learn, your taste in horror movies and what scares you and everything changes as you age, which, you know, makes sense. But I have three answers because these were movies that, like, really made an impression on me in different stages of my life. So as a kid, <laughs> this is not a horror movie. But I would say the movie that scared me the most was E.T. <laughs> like, I remember watching that and then having a lot of nightmares. And I've watched it since. Like, I know that it's not a horror movie, but... It just messed you up. It, Yeah, it really freaked me out. Like, it took me until my 20s until I watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> so it really stressed me out. I had nightmares about that. As a young adult, and I guess young adult, I don't mean like as a teenager, but young adult is in like, I don't know, early 20s. I would say paranormal activity that really stuck with me. <laughs> it took me a couple of weeks to get over that movie after we saw it. And I know I've talked about that before on the podcast. And that's saying something too, because... I don't really think, well, okay, so so like the Conjuring movies, right? Like, they are all revolve around the Warrens and demonic stuff and everything. And I, like I said in our very first episode with the demon stuff, like, it just doesn't really freak me out because I don't, like, I don't think they're real. Yeah, <laughs> like, the Conjuring, like, wasn't a scary movie to me. Right, yeah, like, I remember, like, that, you know, everyone was like, it's the scariest movie ever, yeah. and I was like, well, I just sort of think the, like, demon, demonology, like, all this religious symbolism stuff is a little silly, so I don't, like, it didn't really freak me out for that reason, but it's funny, because, like, you'll talk to other people, and they're, like, you know, sort of blasé about various ghost things, but then, like, when it comes to, like, demon stuff, they're like, oh, no, I don't fuck around with that. And it's like, right. Oh. <laughs> so Yeah, it's I don't know what it is about Paranormal Activity. I mean, I yeah. suppose part of it is it's so low budget, so yeah. it made it – it just made – and it, honestly, I would argue that that's part of what it is about Creep, too, is yeah. that, like, it, it just feels so real, even yeah. though you know it's not. Yeah. So, it, so, yeah, long story short, my point is, like Paige said – for paranormal activity to have that much of an impression and freak me out that much, like, yeah, it definitely is on my list of scariest <laughs> movies that I've seen. Uh, and then I guess more recently, uh, or what I would say more recently, uh, first, I saw that you mentioned Creep, and I cannot believe that I forgot that. So I will never forget that movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's on Netflix. There's a sequel on Netflix, which is also good, but you go into it like with knowing what to expect a little more, so it's a little less scary for that reason. It is terrifying. That movie is so – it's scary. It's really scary. Yeah. So it's like – that one really truly is a psychological thriller. Yeah. And it's like – it's scary because it could so, it could totally happen. And yeah. like I said, because it feels like lower budget and because of yeah. the way they film it, it feels like it it is happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels more real. Yeah. yeah. Like paranormal activity, creep, like they really capture – I mean, basically what blew up – or what's what's best about found footage horror mm -hmm. movies and like why Blair Witch like blew up because like they're made in such a way that it's like this really seems like real life like these aren't actors these are real people <laughs> experiencing this so go watch Creep if you if you haven't it's so good uh but then some other ones that I wanted to mention I so not a movie but I definitely tell a lot of people that I think the scariest thing that I've seen was the show Haunting of Hill House. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, like it's got, it's just got everything. Like it's got good jump scares. It's got just like good creepy atmosphere. Emotionally, you know, there's like, ugh, there's just a lot to it. But like that movie... <laughs> And I'm sure if you've watched it, and Paige knows, like, 
there is a jump scare in it that scared me so bad I cried. (laughs) (laughs) Again, like, I have watched a lot of horror movies. I feel like I've desensitized myself a little bit at this point. It takes a lot to really freak me out like that. So again, saying something. <laughs> I remember when you texted me about that and Ellie and I were like, okay, isn't that yeah, okay. that scary? And then we like kept waiting for it. And I was thinking like, we probably already passed it and it wasn't that scary. And then it happened. And I like legitimately almost pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I probably kind of ruined it because you guys were anticipating it then because no, I was not didn't. anticipating it. <laughs> I... It scared me so bad I cried. We had to pause it and I had to like <laughs> calm down. Like I I'm sure that that knocked some amount of time off of my life. Okay. <laughs> and then a couple other examples. I have so much to say. You guys I watch a lot of horror movies. So, yeah, it's a good thing we tried to go light with our notes today because I knew I was just going to be a chatty Kathy about all of this. But In terms of movies, like recent movies that I think are just like, not necessarily scary, but like, just generally horrifying, are Midsummer and Hereditary, which are both made by Ari Aster. So it's the same director. Hereditary is like, it's got some actual like, scary stuff. Midsummer is more just like, that is the weirdest, but also most horrifying movie I've ever seen. Hereditary? No, Midsummer is. Oh, oh, I've never, I've not seen it. Yeah. So, and Hereditary, though, is like, it's in the same vibe where it's just like, it's horrifying. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different, I feel like, from a lot of other horror movies out there. So, yeah. So those are, those are my, my things. (laughs) In terms of what really has freaked me out (laughs) throughout my life. (laughs) Yeah, Hereditary... I thought you guys didn't like that movie because, like, I think we watched it first and we recommended it to you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we reason, liked it. Okay. Yeah. That movie, it is really freaking weird. Yeah. And it was, like, super I, good. Yeah. I think that and Midsummer are just, like, they're, they, they're good. They're so good. And uh, Tony Collette was, like, fucking robbed for not winning some sort of award for Hereditary. Or at least I don't think she did. I'm going to double check, but I don't even think she was nominated. Oh, we'll and... talk about that. <laughs> but I think those are two movies where I've seen them. I thought they were so great. I thought they were definitely horrifying, but like they're movies that I've seen once and I never think I need to see them again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done it. Great. Whereas, like, there are lots of other horror movies where, like, I just like to rewatch them because I think they're fun. Midsummer and Hereditary, no thank you. I've I've done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely <laughs> probably won't watch Hereditary again. But, yeah, I agree that I really liked it and it scared the p- poop out of me. But I, <laughs> I just don't know why I don't have any interest in seeing Midsummer. I think I've just heard so many weird things about it that I'm like... It's weird. It's weird, but it's worth it to watch it. All right. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll talk about our favorite movies again. Oh, Don't worry, people. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> We're coming back. Um, All right. You ready? I'm ready. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was what happens or like what what's the physiological response to watching scary movies. And Megan will get back to this paper later on, but there were just a couple small things from it that I pulled. So I wanted to touch on it real fast. Uh, so the paper that this came from is in Frontiers in Psychology by Jeanneal Martin, but it's yes. called Why Do You Like Scary? Why Do You Like Scary Movies? A review. Oh, my God. (laughs) A review of the empirical research on psychological responses to horror films published in 2019. So I pulled a quote from that. And they say, behaviorally, horror films can create shivering, closing of the eyes, startle, shielding of the eyes, 
trembling paralysis uh i think it's pilo erection uh i would i would have said pilo erection i would have too i thought whatever whatever pilo pilo erection one of those Mm -hmm. two withdraw heaving and screaming it can it can produce changes in psychophysiology specifically increasing heart rate galvanic skin response and then mentally it can create anxiety fear empathy and thoughts of disgust disgust pilo erection it's it's like when you're the the hair on your skin stands up oh your hair stands up well i don't know if it's specifically yeah i guess it is technically yeah you're right that's goosebumps goosey bumpies oh now we know and then galvanic skin response has just got to be you get sweaty right sweaty okay like me right now (laughs) that's always though (laughs) true so in this article or in this paper they discuss a couple different articles and there was one written in 2004 by a woman named joanne cantor or cantor cantor we don't know uh she summarizes a study in which students were asked to write papers about their experiences with horror films and then they go through and they analyze uh three years worth of papers which is 530 papers that these students have (laughs) written about horror films and i also want to read them (laughs) Um, basically what they find out is that 46 percent of these students report sleep disturbances after watching a horror film and 76 percent reported having anxiety i couldn't find and i don't know you read the whole paper so i don't know if they talk about it anymore but i like i pulled up that specific article and i like Mm -hmm. couldn't find the full text anywhere Mm -hmm. so i guess i don't really know like 76 percent reported having anxiety well i have anxiety every day so like what i don't know is if like these if they were like all if they would have already reported it you know what i mean Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they controlled, though, for, like, specifically related to the movie. I just wanted to mention that, yeah. like, I didn't read the full text, so I can't <laughs> say for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I can, yeah. I guess if I were asked a question like that, I can imagine how I would respond, which is, like, sure, I'm anxious all the time. That's just me. But, like, specifically, I had anxiety for a couple weeks after I watched after Paranormal watched Activity, like, related yeah. to sort of just being, like uneasy about things (laughs) yeah so then in another study they asked 50 participants which like doesn't seem like that many to me um but they do ask 50 participants to watch neutral pleasant and unpleasant film clips while standing on a device that measures a person's uh motor behavior so they find that when the participants watch the unpleasant films they would frequently freeze or they would show reduced body sway and a lot of times there would be heart rate deceleration which is the opposite of what i would have thought huh interesting yeah well we'll have to talk about that later (laughs) i i don't know though that's funny because i feel like when i watch things that make me uncomfortable like i feel like personally i get more fidgety yeah that's that's exactly what i like i yeah like i feel like i sort of like would like hop around or like fidget more but i guess yeah i don't know maybe most people's response is sort of like the flight or fright flight or fight is like just to like I think you're having a hard time because you're saying it backwards. Wait, what am I saying? What is it? (laughs) Fight or flight. Fight or flight. (laughs) You're saying (laughs) flight or fight. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Shut up, shut up. (laughs) Or you're sort of, or you're like a deer in the headlights response. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Does that mean that you and I would run? Or or that you and I would fight? I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like the same thing. I feel like my heart gets going. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, But like I said, it was also only 50 participants. So that's a a decent amount, though, for like a full like medical whatever study, I think. I I thought that was a pretty small amount. Heck, I I I guess I don't know. Maybe it is normal. Bring all these people in and do all sorts of stuff. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, that's what they find. Okay. So then uh, one of the other things that that article covers, and I think that you're going to talk about a little bit more, but Mm -hmm. I actually kind of switched and I read another article about is like why people like scary movies. And there are several theories about this, but the article that I 
read specifically, um, they talked to a man named Malcolm Turvey, who is a director of film and media studies. And he talks about three theories specifically. And the first is what he calls the beast within theory, which <laughs> says that th- that basically and he also says it's the most popular theory, um, which I found, oh. found odd. But he says that it argues that an unconscious repressed part of every human is actually savage. Oh. That the veneer of civility is very thin and beneath that is essentially a monster. So basically he's saying that like we're watching it and thinking that if we could we would also be doing what this monster is doing. Which like Ooh, I, I just have that. a hard time with. Like I I don't know, like watching horror movies being like, man, I really wish I could go around murdering people. Right, right. (laughs) Like that tells us a little bit more about Malcolm Turvey than it does about (laughs) anyone else. I mean, I certainly believe there are people out there who watch it for that reason. There's got to be. But like, I wouldn't, it's hard to, it's hard for me to believe that that's the most popular theory as to why people in general watch. Yeah. Well, and I could see... So I remember from the, and I'll mention this again later, but the conversations that we had with Rebecca when we did the zombies episode and Holly when we did the vampires episode that, especially with the vampires, like becoming popular during the Victorian era was like, oh, they were a representation of like, here are all these things that Victorian society is like repressed about and that, you know, they they would actually like to be (laughs) doing, but yeah, but like they can't, but they can't because of civilized society. But that's a weird argument though. I'm not like watching horror movies thinking like, yeah, I want to murder people. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of the whole like, surgeons are surgeons because like it, it fills their desire to like murder people and to cut people open. Oh no! You've never heard that? I don't know. I want to say that was like a Freud thing, but I don't remember. Yeah, we talked about it in one of my psychology classes that like there, there was a psychologist who like basically believed that like you pick things in life that like fulfill desires that you can't act on. So like basically, yeah, his whole thing was like surgeons are surgeons because like it it allows them to cut people open and give them that like rush i guess i don't know i it was this was from like my freshman year in college so it's been some time since we talked about it but that just reminded me of that and i just like i hate it i like to believe that surgeons are just good people (laughs) okay okay well i don't know i don't know i don't know if i'm down with the beast within theory that yeah I don't know that I am either. Like yeah. I said, I'm sure some people are watching it thinking like, man, I wish I could do that. But like, not, I wouldn't say I believe a majority of people are. No. Um. So then the next one, his next theory is, uh, or the next theory he talks about is what he calls the thrill theory, which is <laughs> that the thrill and the arousal of watching a scary movie in itself is enough to keep us engaged. That yeah. almost like there's not really anything else other than just like, we like the way it feels to be thrilled by this film yeah that's what i thought i figured it was basically akin to like going to an amusement park (laughs) yeah you're tricking your brain into like oh i'm in this like dangerous situation or like you know i'm getting like dropped down this enormous hill on a roller coaster like people like that feeling or there's like an adrenaline rush associated with it yeah and so turvey says what's special about consuming horror is you can feel certain strong feelings without suffering the consequences which allows you to enjoy the sensation yeah so yeah similar to that um kind of goes back a little bit to even like our boogeyman discussion where it's like it gives you oh yeah like an outlet yeah 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 okay oh um so this is the theory (laughs) that i like but uh this it sort of goes hands in hand goes hand in hand with another article and this is a huff post article but i remember when it was first uh published or at least like when i first saw it kind of Mm -hmm. making its rounds on social media Mm -hmm. i got like very excited about it because i was like oh my god this describes me um so (laughs) Oh, basically, the article says that there are many reasons that people specifically with anxiety might like scary movies. Their their thoughts are that it give it could give a distraction from real life triggers, Mm -hmm. uh, could help validate you know, real life fears. Mm-hmm. It gives a controlled environment to experience their fears, and that it can be kind of like an exposure therapy. Mm-hmm. So, in this article. 
when talking about how movies can be kind of a distraction from real life triggers, Jocelyn McDonald, who is a therapist and member of cognitive behavioral uh, cognitive behavioral therapy team, says, I can see how watching horror movies would allow a person with anxiety to focus their worry and attention towards something unrelated to their lives. These movies could provide a distraction from their personal worries that are causing them physical and emotional distress. For example, instead of worrying about making a mistake on a presentation at work tomorrow, the person would be focusing on fearful stimuli that is unrelated to their lives, such as being chased by a clown that lives in a sewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. reading that, it's like, this is literally my life. Like, mm-hmm. I just find things to distract me from the other things that I don't <laughs> want <Yes>. to think <laughs> about. <laughs> yes, it's like, that that's exactly how I see horror movies is it's like basically like a coping mechanism or a yes. way to like disassociate from the things that are stressing me out in real life. Like here's an hour and a half or two hours that I'm focused on the problems or like scary things that are happening in this movie rather than, I don't know freaking myself out about something in my personal life (laughs) right it's comforting (laughs) yeah yeah it's like comforting in a weird way like here's an example the night before i took my qualifying exam for my phd i watched the shining (laughs) 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 it was like i'm just gonna worry about this for a couple hours and then you know i don't have to worry about what's happening tomorrow (laughs) right Or I think there have been times when I've been like particularly sad in my life where I was like watching a lot of like intense movies or scary movies. Like I think I watched like Jurassic World or something like that. And Stephen was like, why are you watching this if you're already like sort of sad and stressed out? And I was like, it helps me to see people suffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe a fucked up thing to say, but it's fine. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, yeah, I like I like that theory. Um, I also think, though, that this next theory can sort of play into the last one. And I like I still buy yeah. it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think, you know, this is a, a, a list of reasons why people might like scary movies. And it probably it we're probably when we were talking about the first one, like not relating to it at all. You know, that's us. But I guess. Yeah, like you said, like this could be, it's not an all or nothing kind of thing. It's a combination of the three. It's a combination of things. So like maybe I don't relate to the first one (laughs) at all, thinking like that I actually want to do these things or experience these things. But yeah, but the other But somebody out there probably does. Yeah. Yeah. So so the third theory is the real fears theory. And so Turvey says that watching horror films can basically just put us in touch with our real fears. Mm -hmm. Um, He uses a couple examples, but he uses one of my favorite horror films as an example and says that Get Out Mm -hmm. is a good example where Jordan Peele uses the film to tackle real life social and racial issues. Yeah. Which, like, yes, that's a good reason. I mean, like, the movie is brilliant. But, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that, you know, obviously is what he does. But I Mm -hmm. also think that watching it, like, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing, right? It, like, puts these issues that you're having or that you're struggling with every day and puts it on the screen so that way you can watch it and think about it, like, in a different way that Mm -hmm. maybe isn't, like, quite as depressing. (laughs) Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, and I, I also, I wrote a note saying that, that like with the sort of beast within argument, this is also very similar to a lot of what Holly and Rebecca said about zombies and vampires is that these stories and the way they play out, like when the different stories were written, like, you know, a vampire story from a hundred years ago versus one now, 
it's like all a reflection of society at the time, basically. Like what we're afraid of at the time. And I would also argue that it very much that horror movies very much change with the times and like what is happening in the world then. So like, yeah, Get Out is a great example because at the time that it came out, or well, which is like basically now, right, we've got all of this, these racial issues coming to light and coming to the forefront and we're trying to deal with them. And how like Holly talked about like how some vampire films like came out at the uh, height of sort of like the AIDS panic and stuff. And so it was like a representation of that or like, a, you know, post 2008 recession, we got a ton of like sort of apocalyptic zombie films because it was like, here's what happens when society like completely collapses. Right. So, yeah. So they're a way to deal with like real fears and, and real think, things happening in the world. I think that like the reason that they're being made makes sense. I just find it yeah. interesting that like we're choosing to watch movies on topics that are like already difficult to deal yeah, with on a it, daily I mean, basis but yeah. i suppose it's just like it's giving you a way it's yeah. like you said it's like an exposure there it's like a therapy yeah <laughs> it's like well, a way it's, for you to think about it it's sort of just an extension of the the previous reason you know doing it for the thrill of it but like also it's sort of like the boogeyman like this is giving you a way to com- compartmentalize these real fears into you know a single package that you can watch and think about and yeah so here's the thing horror movies are important to society (laughs) (laughs) and scary stuff is important to society that's really you know i haven't thought about it until now but we've done all this stuff with like boogeyman and vampires and zombies and now just like generally like horror movies and stuff and and obviously like you know the written horror genre would be related to this but it's like yeah it's like an important societal tool like all these different myths and whatever and where they come from and like what they mean about society like dang yeah right <laughs> they're I important mean- god damn it <laughs> and i'm sort of gonna skip ahead because i know you noted this later but it's relevant right now but yeah like it's fucking bullshit that horror movies like basically never get any recognition in award yes season (laughs) yeah so i was very frustrated by this and like i guess i you know i've obviously recognized that i've watched the oscars before but i didn't realize just how few horror films have actually even been nominated for an oscar so yeah this was from an article this was actually from the same article i believe um Mm -hmm. which was written like i said in 2019 and they so at that point in 2019 there had only ever been six horror films ever nominated for an oscar yeah which is very sad um that's crazy what's even (laughs) sadder is only one of those have ever actually won an oscar and that was the silence of the lambs Um, oh which is so good so good uh but the other five the five that had been nominated were Uh the exorcist okay jaws the uh-huh. Sixth Sense. Okay. Black Swan huh. and Get Out. Um, okay. Which, like, I, I, if I remember correctly, wasn't Get Out, like, nominated as, like, a comedy or something? That was at the Golden Globes. It, okay. It got into the general, because the, the Golden Globes separates them, and sometimes it gets, those get funny because they put movies basically in the category that they think they're most likely to win, even though... They don't really fit in that category. Because, yeah, like, Get Out's not funny. Yeah, I mean, there, there are, are funny parts. Parts of it, yeah, that are funny, but it's, like, it's not supposed to be, yeah, a comedy overall. So it was a right. weird category for it to go in. But, yeah. Okay. Um, I also just wanted to mention that the article, like I said, was written in 2019, and the movie Parasite did win, <sighs> yeah. um, which is technically classified as, like, a thriller but uh-huh. like, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's, it could, I'd be willing yeah. to give the horror genre a win for that one too. <laughs> so yeah. like, maybe there's been well, two wins if you include that. Yeah, Parasite's so like I, kind of a little bit of everything. <laughs> Parasite's so good. What I was gonna, oh my gosh, so many good movies. Um, What I was gonna say though is, 
Yeah, like sure, throw throw a parasite in there, or count it as a win <laughs> for horror because like I don't really think of Black Swan as a horror. I don't like, either. It's, it's like a psychological thriller. Like it's definitely a psychological thriller. Yeah, I wouldn't have counted so, it as a horror. So movie that's a either. weird one. And then I almost feel like, yeah, I guess I I know God, Jaws shows up as like a classic horror film, but it's just. It's just so different. Like, it's more like yeah. a big budget, like, action adventure sort right. of movie. So it's It a feels little... more like a um, like a Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which I guess does count. And there's another movie that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> that one makes a little more sense, I think. Yeah. So anyway, so sorry to skip ahead, but I just, like, it. my brain was exploding because I was like, hey, we need to give horror movies more credit. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, give them in their own damn category or something. I don't has, know. <laughs> has Hill House won any awards? Do you know? I can't remember if it was nominated for Golden Globes or not, or for Emmys. I don't remember. I don't know. It should have been though. Yeah, and so I think like, she was. I think um, the mom was. Okay. Car- her name's Carla something something. And like, I think A Quiet Place should have won something. I don't know that it ever did. Well, yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, like at the Golden Globes, like animated films get their own category. Like, they should just make a horror film category. Dumb. Okay. Well, start a petition, somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're not going to. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I guess we could, we could try to lead this charge. We'll try to. <laughs> we might. We might. We'll see where we are. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to keep going with more from this paper that Paige mentioned from written by G. Neil Martin in the Frontiers in Psychology Journal. Okay, so this is a review paper. And this is just sort of like a little aside <laughs> that I wanted to put in there. But if we haven't mentioned it before, a review paper, because we've used other ones well, when we've been doing research for this show, it is... In the scientific literature, it's a paper that synthesizes literature and data from a bunch of different sources into a single summary paper. So basically, it's perfect for a show like this, or if you're just like trying to dive into a new subject, it's a great place to start because the language used in it tends to be a little bit more general, and it essentially just gives you like a big list of specific sources to look into afterwards. So pro tip, if you're trying to figure out anything about scientific literature, start with review papers. (laughs) It's a great place to go. Uh, Okay. So this particular one puts together literature on the psychology of horror films and people's consumption of them and their enjoyment of them. And so like the main questions that they're asking are, why do they watch them? Why do they enjoy them? How do people respond to different genres? What effect does being exposed to horror movies have on a person? And what techniques do horror films use to scare their audience? So a big section that they do for that is like on the sound mixing and music that's used in horror movies, which we've talked about before. So with respect to horror audiences, they note six main findings in their abstract. And so I'm going to quote those here. But Paige, if you have any comments, feel free to chime in. So first, they say low low empathy and fearfulness are associated with more enjoyment and desire to watch horror film, but that specific dimensions of empathy are better predictors of people's responses than are others. And I was like, well, fucking rude. Like, I think I'm an empathetic person. Yeah, (laughs) I I was pretty offended by this one as well. (laughs) Although, to be fair, I, like, literally just said, like, <laughs> it makes me feel better to watch other people suffer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you did say that. I, I did not. <laughs> okay, but it was, like, mostly a joke. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I just, like, I have always considered myself, like, super empath. I'm, like, the type of person who, like, if you're upset and crying, I'm crying with yeah. you. Yeah. So, like, fuck you, Art. Fuck you, Paper. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, to be fair, maybe using like <laughs> using like movies where I'm watching bad things happen to other people as like a coping mechanism to deal with my own bad things, maybe that's less empathetic. I don't know. Either way, it, I felt attacked. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> okay. So, second, there's a positive relationship between sensation seeking and horror enjoyment 
slash preference, but this relationship is not consistent. So I think that means like, you know, if you like going to theme parks or like roller coaster rides, you're going to like horror movies better or it might have something to do with your preference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Men and boys prefer to watch, enjoy, and seek out horror more than do women and girls. Whatever. Mm. That's Mm -hmm. fine. I feel like the people that I know that are the biggest horror fans are in my life are women. So Yeah, me too. So fine. Whatever. Um <laughs> women are more prone to disgust sensitivity or anxiety than are men, and this may mediate the sex difference in the enjoyment of horror. That's probably true. Meaning like if something's like gross or gory or disgusting, like women are going to be more sensitive to that or like they're it's going to make them more anxious than it would a man. I mean, we know that from cleaning our house. Oh, like oh, my oh, 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 my okay. threshold I... for disgusting is way lower than Stevens is. <laughs> so, I super heard you say disgust not disgust and then when i tried to read it i kept reading women are men prone and i was like this doesn't make any sense (laughs) so i understand now (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. that makes sense yeah I, i can get behind that one yeah okay younger children are afraid of symbolic stimuli whereas older children become afraid of concrete or realistic stimuli I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, young children would be more afraid of, like, monsters under their bed and the whole right. concept of a boogeyman. And then you get older and, like, the stuff that freaks you out is, like, more so the stuff that could actually happen. Right. <laughs> that's more realistic. Yeah. Okay. I love how we're like, we agree with this. We don't agree with this. As if our opinion matters. Like, we don't know. <laughs> we're, just, we're just reacting to these things. <laughs> Uh, Okay. In terms of coping with horror, physical coping strategies are more successful in younger children. Priming them with information about the feared object reduces fear and increases children's enjoyment of frightening television and film. So here's what I've learned. Before I show Alice anything scary, I just need to like have a little chat with her about it. (laughs) Yeah. But also you should definitely show her scary stuff. Yeah. I think that's good. I think so too. Okay, so this whole paper is awesome and fascinating. There are a couple of tidbits that I thought were particularly interesting, so I wanted to mention them. So like we talked about before, you know, we'd heard this thing about anxious people using horror movies as like a disassociation or coping method because we do it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, this paper has a section on mental health and horror movies and notes that some studies have said that horror movies can lead to something called cinematic neurosis, which is an abnormal stress or distress reaction requiring psychological or psychiatric intervention presumably that means like it you know in everyday life like they they need help to get through everyday life because something has like really affected them from a horror movie oh that's terrifying i know so i was like oh my gosh now i'm stressed out about this but then i (laughs) kept reading (laughs) so you're gonna have to go watch a horror film (laughs) yes (laughs) we're getting into some sort of weird loop now uh no but they they find though that the examples of people like having these really extreme reactions requiring you know some sort of psychological or psychiatric help so actually having this like cinematic neuroses it's they're super rare and most likely it's people that had underlying mental health problems and the horror movie just served as like a catalyst for bringing it to the surface so like don't worry like it's not hurting your brain <laughs> you're like scarring you for life to watch horror movies yeah but like also but could it push you over the edge potentially yeah, that's like also sort of terrifying <laughs> yeah and again like that's sort of my quick interpretation of it so it's like oh i don't know i think a good example that i could think of and i don't know if you've watched this but and a lot of people talk about it though is like a great example that i can think of and like something that's like set off like a real like neurosis for me that's related to a horror movie this is the fucking final destination movies oh my god the trucks like, yeah like the logging truck like <laughs> i i see a logging truck and i'm 
lips. Oh yeah. I'm nervous about it. I'm terrified I'm gonna get crushed. Yes. And like I'm <laughs> I still like get paranoid because of those movies about just like dying in like some sort of like freak accident in everyday life, like falling onto a knife or like I don't know, something insane happened while I'm trying to like go down the stairs or something. And it's like, I don't think that I need therapy about it. So I don't think I have like a straight up condition. But like, that is an example where like me and so many other people I know have like developed this like long lasting (laughs) fear because of those movies. Yeah, those movies are great. (laughs) They're great. But like, I should have never watched them. Like I it's, (laughs) it's really stuck in my brain. So yeah. And I'm, like, not even clear that I would say that they're, like, that scary. No, I wouldn't just, say like, so either. They're just, stressful. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. All right. Anyway, so that was one thing. I don't think it's going to scar you for life, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll snap one day. So they <laughs> briefly talk about uh, what we know with respect to neuropsychology in horror movies. So, so meaning physically... How is the brain reacting? What's getting activated in your brain when you watch a horror movie? And apparently we don't know that much. So there's been a ton of work that's been done on the brain's response to fear. And apparently it is primarily controlled by a region of our brain called the amygdala, Mm -hmm. which is involved in fear recognition and our experience of fear but no one has specifically looked at the effects of horror films on brain activation before, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, a study that they felt was relevant, though, was one that was done on a woman who had a bilateral amygdala injury. And meaning, I think both sides or something got injured. I don't know. But while her... IQ and language and like, you know, other brain function was normal. She basically just wasn't afraid of anything anymore. <laughs> like, they had her visit like a pet shop with snakes and spiders. And I guess like while she vocally said like, oh, I don't want to go near those, she still like repeatedly approached them and like talked about how she wanted to touch them and stuff. So she wasn't afraid. She, they took her to haunted house, haunted houses, and she was like volunteering to lead people around and wasn't scared of any of the monsters. They showed her horror movie clips and nothing. Like, whereas like other like clips of movies like meant to elicit like happiness or sadness or whatever, she reacted, you know, the normal way, the way you'd expect her to react. Scary stuff. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) I know. So clearly, basically the point is clearly your amygdala has something to do with how you react to horror movies or how you experience them. I mean, that makes sense. That's just like, I mean, that sounds like it would be awesome because you wouldn't be afraid of anything, but it's also probably pretty dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you're afraid of things for a reason. Like, it's all part of your, like, lizard brain, like don't eat those weird berries or like don't go out in the forest at night because things are going to eat you or snatch you or whatever. Right. So, like fear is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Again, horror movies are important. Okay. But they suggest though that a future study could look at how amygdala reactivity is associated with horror film enjoyment. So basically asking the question, does a more reactive amygdala make you enjoy horror films more? And or be more afraid of them. Because, like, I would argue, like, if you're not afraid, like, it would seem less fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, there are some movies that I think I'd still enjoy, but there are quite a few that I probably wouldn't care to ever see again. Yeah. Like, Paranormal Activity would be a terrible movie if it wasn't, if it Yeah, like, if you weren't afraid, you'd just be like, wow, this guy's just kind of an asshole (laughs) to his girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, he is you're right and and he is a little bit yeah on a personal note like i mentioned before one thing that i've noticed is that it like definitely takes a lot more to scare me now 
in horror movies, you know? Yeah, I don't know. For me, I don't typically get like, I mean, yeah, if there's a, a big jump scare like that, I'll freak me out a little. Yeah. Um, but it takes a lot to get me to like th- continue thinking about the movie afterwards. Yeah. And it's a totally different type of movie now than it used to be. Yeah, you know? I just feel like over time, I don't know if I've like just. Dis- desensitize myself or what but like it just makes me wonder like if something physiological has happened in my brain well i just i guess i'm saying i wonder if it's just that like the types of movies you're like i think as an adult the only ones that scare me now are the ones that like could literally happen to me tomorrow yeah but that's pretty much what they said about kids too like younger kids you know the more like supernatural things scared them but then older kids it was like more the real life things freaked them out yeah anyway okay so that is our overview of why people like to watch scary movies and what's happening (laughs) in your brain or what does it say about you if you like to watch scary movies and Paige and I might be monsters, but it's fine. So <laughs> so another thing that I looked into for this episode, and I was so excited when I saw this. So this is a list of the top 20 scariest movies. And when this came out, which was in 2020, it was last fall, so it was not that long ago. It was like every article that came out about it was like, these are the scariest movies according to science. And I was like, super cool. Somebody did like a study on horror movies scientifically and like made this ranking of the scariest ones. And that is not what happened. (laughs) So, this is a great example of checking your sources when you see a sensational headline. So, this study, which is under the Science of Scare Project, was conducted by broadbandchoices.com, which is a website that does comparisons of broadband internet deals. So, I was like, uh... <laughs> this is not a scientific study then <laughs> at all. So like I don't really think there's much that's scientific about this unless they like hired a crew of t- scientists to do it, but it doesn't really seem like they did. So that was a little disappointing, but we're still going to go over them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess in their minds they're like, "Oh, they're wearing a heart monitor, so it's scientific." But, like, there's just so sure. much more to it. Than yeah, that. but, like, that's <laughs> just just because, like, you are monitoring people doesn't make it sense. Doesn't but make anyway. it <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a whole other thing. It's fine. Okay. So their methods, though, were to curate a list of the 50 best horror films. And this was based on lists that had been made by critics as well as Reddit recommendations. So... <laughs> So scientific. Um, (laughs) Then they had a panel of 50 people watch all of them while they were fitted with a heart rate monitor. And then movies were ranked in order of average heart rate. So the average resting heart rate was 65. And then they, you know, basically just ranked the movies of like how high were people's heart rates on average. And I had questions about this methodology because I was like, well, did they do like a weighted average, like with respect to the length of the film to limit the effect of like really extreme jump scares or like, you know, some movies have a ton of jump scares, others have like one, but like, I would still say that some with less jump scares are still scarier than others. So anyway. Right. It, it, yeah. I'm sure that it's, I shouldn't even ask because it it's not, it's not a scientific study. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here is the list of the 20 best films that kept heart rates above <laughs> average and like, yeah, kept heart rates high and this in, in order of how high they were. So it goes sinister insidious the conjuring hereditary paranormal activity it follows the conjuring 2 the babadook the descent the visit the ring a quiet place a nightmare on elm street halloween the texas chainsaw massacre 28 days later the exorcist hush it and scream so there you go And apparently Insidious, which is number two overall, 
has the the best jump scare because it brought heart rates the highest. Which one was that? I'm sorry. Insidious had the best jump scare. Okay. And like okay. I know exactly what moment in the movie it is that made people's hearts <laughs> explode. <laughs> but it's pretty high. Like people's heart rates jumped to like 133 beats per minute. So here's the thing. You just watch horror movies and it's like sort of like a workout. That's true. It could be a weight loss strategy. <laughs> 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 I should get to count it as exercise. Um, <laughs> okay, so I thought it would be fun to sort of wrap up this episode to do our own rankings of this list. Because when I saw this list, so despite the fact that I'm, you know, sort of shitting on people calling this a scientific study, I do actually think that the list of movies that they watched and then the list of 20 top ones that they came up with is pretty good yeah it's a good list so i i want to hear i want to hear pages ranking okay we ranked these based off what we thought they were that oh my god what we thought were scariest and i will say that like i only actually thought a couple of these were like really scary and the other ones i just kind of like put them where i thought maybe they should go so you want me to go through all 20 (laughs) sure (laughs) okay so paranormal activity is number one for me uh-huh. Uh followed by surprised. Hush. Yeah. <laughs> followed by Hush. Um Hereditary. Okay. I thought that one was a surprise. Really? Yeah. I, I just mine Hush was much lower. I didn't think Hush was like Yeah. I was just sort of like when I was making my list. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. All right. You're fine. But when I was making my list, I was sort of thinking like trying to think back to like when I first saw the movie, like how uneasy was I during it? And like Hush was it's good and it was intense but i don't know if i thought it was like very scary well so i guess it depends if i mean i yeah i guess based off of their little study that they did like sure maybe it would have i maybe would have moved it down a little bit but like as far as like it stuck with me like i remember it sticking with me for sure yeah okay okay um insidious and sinister i cannot for the life of me remember which of these movies is which so (laughs) but i remember like both of them definitely like like scared me a little bit Uh so i I just kind of put them as four and five because like i don't remember which one's which but like sort Um, of interchangeable yeah 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 the descent the ring okay and then texas chainsaw massacre like thinking back on that movie i haven't watched it as an adult it probably isn't all that scary but like i just remember it like really it freaked me out when i watched it and then i had Uh to like walk home alone so that (laughs) didn't help um yeah so texas chainsaw massacre is eight and then the conjuring okay and then i put 28 days later because well look at us now uh (laughs) Huh. It is scarier in context. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I only watched it for the first time like two weeks ago. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, and then it, it follows The Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, A Quiet Place, wonderful movie, didn't think it was scary. Yeah, no, it was not scary. Uh, uh, Halloween, Scream, The Babadook, did not think that was a good movie, turned it off halfway be- through it because i thought it was boring you're a dummy and then i've never (laughs) seen the visit nor have i ever seen the conjuring 2 yeah both of those are worth watching so yeah the visit looks really good i actually didn't really love the first conjuring okay um so i didn't really care to see the second one got it okay i might try yeah despite like not really caring about the whole demon thing i love the conjuring movies so whatever i'm here for it (laughs) all right what's yours okay so mine, and I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is like a huge gap in my horror film history, because I've made an effort to like really go back and watch a lot of the classics. So I got to remedy that. But uh, I'm sure you guys are not surprised about Paranormal Activity as number one, because again, that stuck with me. <laughs> I put Hereditary as number two. I don't think that's a surprise. Then I the the descent. Mm-hmm. Then insidious and sinister, sort of swapping out. Yeah, I put them as four and five respectively. But I think, like you said, I had trouble deciding like which one I thought was the scarier one. Although I think mm-hmm. I've watched Insidious more often, so I don't know. Either way, okay. Uh, six, The Ring. That was like one of the first dates that your brother and I ever went on. So. 
Really, the first date we ever went on was Paranormal Activity. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Relationships yeah. built off horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that movie freaked me out. Uh, okay, seven, The Conjuring. Eight, The Babadook, because you were wrong about it. Nine, It. <laughs> Ten, 28 Days Later. We were the same on that one. So yeah. look at us. Uh, 11, I said The Conjuring 2. 12, A Quiet Place. 13, Hush. So it was way further down the yeah. list for me. 14, Halloween. Because that's the... Yeah, that is the highest of the ones that were like the classics on here that I had. Um, or that I had seen. Because I... Yeah, I remember that being like really unsettling to watch the visit it follows the exorcist a nightmare on elm street and then scream our top 10 are pretty darn similar other than hush and the babadook yeah 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 they're actually the lists are more similar than i thought they were so so there you go anyway we will we'll share these when we post this episode we'll i'll make a little little panel that has our lists on it so everybody else can compare (laughs) perfect all right well yeah. Looks like it's about that time. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our second. Our, no, this isn't our second scary movie episode. What the nope. frick? See, I'm convinced we've done this before. <laughs> I'm having like some sort of weird. I'm having something happening. So this is not our second. This is our first. That wraps up our scary movie science episode. Tune in to episode 32 to hear us talk about crop circles. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and share with a friend. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at SpookySciPod. Facebook at Spooky Science Sisters and at our website, SpookyScienceSisters.com. If you have any questions about previous topics or ideas for future episodes, email us at SpookyScienceSisters at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening and stay spooky. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at StraightUpStrange.com. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? Or just a horrible accident. That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.